What up, everyone? Welcome to the Bible Leadership Podcast Midweek Manna. This is just a little pep talk to keep you powering through the week. I believe it's going to strengthen you and sharpen you as you go about the business of making a difference. And you do. Don't let the devil lie to you. Hey, anxiety is a constant threat that on some days feels like it's going to overtake us. I don't know that matters who you are. For most of us, whether you're in leadership in the business world or packing the diaper bag, anxiety is always on the prowl. Today, I want to share with you some thoughts on helping you kill anxiety when it shows up, and I think you'll be surprised how we do it. Hey, if you get value out of this, don't forget to share it with someone you think needs to be encouraged. Okay, let's take a listen. Doesn't God already know everything that I need? Doesn't he already know about my anxieties? Didn't Jesus say, your father already knows what you need? So why would I need to pray? Here's why. It's not that God needs to know. We know that he knows. It's that God wants to know that you experientially know that he knows. Let me say that again. God wants to know that you experientially know that he knows. Experiential knowledge is different than this, just this kind of knowledge, right? Okay, so my wife and I, most nights of the week, we do this thing called couch time. Okay, that means like we snuggle up after dinner and, and we, we just kind of relate, all right? She tells me about her day, I tell her about my thoughts, and, and, and she gets to know like my feelings. And, and some ladies, they really want to know what the dude's feeling, and the dudes don't always know what they're feeling. Like, I don't know. But if, if you just get in the habit of couch time, sometimes that comes a little bit more easily. And so we do this thing where we, we sink. That's what happens. We're sinking hearts, so there's not a lot of distance, not a lot of confusion. And after we're done sinking, we now have experiential knowledge that each other knows the stuff. Does that make sense? Because we were together kind of holding and, and, and now we know that we know. That's different than me sending an email, right? Like I could just turn in my list every night at six. Be like, well, here's all my stuff. I'll see you at bedtime, right? I could do that. That would be information. That would be her knowing, but I don't just need her to know. She needs to know that I know that she knows. I don't even know if that just made sense, but you hear what I'm screaming, right? We need to experientially know, and, and that's what God is inviting us into. He says, I want you to have the relief of knowing that I'm on it, that I got it, that we've talked about it. Let's, let's, let's consider Peter. We've been talking about Paul a little bit, but let's talk about Peter. Remember Peter? He was one of Jesus's like right-hand disciples, and he was a fisherman. Remember this? But he wasn't like using a rod and reel. That's not how he rolled okay? Um, he had, what did he have? He had a net. And so Peter was used to like, that's how he would do it, man. He just whoo, cast his net out into the water. Listen to what Peter says to some of his disciples. He says in 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him, on Jesus, because he cares for you. Because he cares for you, Peter says, because of his love for you, like that's, that's where you start. Because of his love for you, here's what I want you to do, people. I want you to take all of your anxieties like a big net, and I want you to cast it on to Jesus. I want you to let it go. Just boom. There you go, Jesus. Hey, not my problem. Here you go. We're having our couch time, and there are all your problems now, Jesus. They are not my problems because you care for me. And this is what Jesus invites us into. He invites us in. He says, hey, I'll, I'll tell you what. Here's the deal. Why don't you trade me all your worries, and I'll give you my peace? That's the trade that Jesus wants to make. More prayer is going to equal less anxiety. Some of us are going to resist that. And so I just want to gently say it again because it's actually true. More prayer is going to equal less anxiety. To say it a different way, if you and I prayed more, 
we would have less anxiety. Yes, we would. That is the truth. Look, I'm a preacher of God's word. I'm telling you, that's what's true. Let's do a little test. <clears throat> Look back over your past month and we're gonna, you're gonna score yourself. You're gonna score yourself on your amount of anxiety between one and 10. Like how was your anxiety in the past month? 10 means like, dude, you were shaken and you could like barely not scream. Okay, that's, that's the level of anxiety a 10 is. What's your score? You don't have to say it out loud, but just, just pick, you know, figure it out in your head. Okay, now look back over the past month. What is your score in prayer? It's probably the inverse. Okay, what that means is, hey, if you got like a four in anxiety, you probably had a pretty good, a pretty good prayer life, man. You probably had at least a six. That was good. If you had like an eight in anxiety, your prayer was probably two. What are we saying? Hey, if you really want less anxiety, you're gonna have to pray. Oh God, do you have another version? I don't, but can I just lovingly as, as your pastor, this is Christianity. This is what we do. Hey, I, I don't understand a generation that wants some other version of Christianity than the one that is here. And if we would pray more, we would have less anxiety. And I don't mean like, like bless the Big Mac prayers. That's not what I'm talking about. And those are fine, okay, right? This is a little, Lord, make this have less calories. Like you can, yeah, do that. Those are good prayers. But that's not the kind of prayer we're talking about. We're talking about the, hey, I am getting on my knees. I've got a list. And you're saying, God, I'm inviting you. I'm casting the net. And, and as you're there for five or 10 minutes, you're gonna start to feel the peace of God begin to flood your soul. Dude, it's just going to happen. You say, Car, are you talking legalism? You just giving me a law to do? Nope. I'm telling you how to get rid of anxiety. That's how you do it. You don't have, you don't have, hey, you can have all the anxiety you want if you want it. I'm just saying, if you want to, if you want to spray for ants, you know what I'm talking about from last week? If you want to spray the raid, you're going to have to pray it away. That's how it goes, especially if you've got like some kind of big deal going on lately. Or you've, you know, you've got a lot of anxiety. It's going to require much prayer. Little prayer, little peace. A lot of prayer, hey, a lot of peace. That's great, but that's how it's going to be and you won't find, well, my personality is just a little bit different. It might be a little bit different, but I, I would challenge you, it's not as different as you think it is. You're not in a special category. More prayer will equal more peace. Yes, it will. That's how it works. So I'm gonna be less anxious if I pray and I'm gonna be less anxious if I give thanks. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you would like to support the Bible Leadership Podcast, don't forget to like and share this message. Also, can I encourage you to support your local church financially if that is not something that you're doing or doing consistently right now? Now more than ever, churches need not only financial support, but the morale boost that comes from consistent, God-fearing, faithful givers. I know many out there don't go to my church. I want to encourage you, wherever you do go to church, Go ahead and make sure that you're consistent there. Well, hey, everybody lead strong today. We'll talk to you next time.